Welcome to Easy Made Lemonade. We would like to acknowledge that we are recording in Vancouver on the traditional and unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations. Welcome to episode one of Easy Made Lemonade. My name is Claire. My name is Emily. This episode is being released during the Lunar New Year, so what better topic to discuss than the Lunar New Year and Asian family traditions? I was born and raised in Vancouver, and my family is from Hong Kong. And this is Claire again. I grew up in Manila, Philippines. My family and I moved to Vancouver in the late 2000s. I am a full Filipino, but I attended a Chinese school from kindergarten to high school. I have close Filipino-Chinese friends, and so I think I've been exposed to the culture enough to make me feel a little bit more familiar with it. So, Emily, what does your family do during this time of the year? For my family, we don't do too much, um, but it is the time for meals and yummy food and, of course, red pockets. Um, there are some families, especially those who do live in Asia, it's a very big occasion and there can be a lot, a lot of different things that can be going on. And um, But my family's quite small here in Vancouver, so we don't do too much, but it's always nice to get the little treats and a couple red pockets here and there. So besides Lunar New Year, though, in general, there's also a lot of other family gatherings that can occur, whether that be other holidays or birthdays or anniversaries. And with Asian families, there are always a lot of different traditions and practices that can also occur. Is there anything in particular, Claire, that you guys also celebrate um, that involves, you know, most of your family? Mm, apart from birthdays and the holidays, say Christmas and the New Year, I think there's also the feasts for saints when big families do catch up over, say, a meal, lunch or dinner, it doesn't really matter, sometimes whole day. Um, but yeah, I think this is the closest um, tradition that we do that's kind of similar to Lunar New Year festivities. And it's good that you bring this up now because this reminds me of one of the things that I kind of look forward to. I do say that with a lot of hesitation. But one of the highlights for me would be when families do gather together, there are always these guests that you call aunties and uncles, even though you're they're not your blood relative. But if you do it the Asian way, even if they're just um, acquaintances of your real aunties and uncles, you do call them aunties and uncles. And they are a highlight for me because these guests are such characters. They bring you with so much surprises like super, super personal questions that you've never really expected to come from these people who you consider are part of your outside circle. Oh yeah, I agree. There's always these aunties and uncles. I think every, you know, regardless of your background, there are always some type of auntie and uncles, the non-blood related aunties and uncles, acquaintances of your parents or grandparents. And they they always just want to know how everyone is doing, especially the young ones in the family. And, um, you know, they always view you as a young person, regardless of, of your age. And, um, you know, if your rank is, if, you know, if you're the grandchild of the family, you're always going to be a grandchild to them. And um, some of those questions are always uh, definitely very interesting. And one thing about... Um, I guess Asian traditions is 
for my family anyways, you know, got to respect your elders. Always that respect your elders is a big part. And talking back is definitely a no-no, especially in a large family setting. And when you get asked questions that, you know, might be a little hard to answer, you got to find ways to deflect <laughs> and answer. But um, one thing's for sure, nosiness is uh, definitely a big part of these gatherings. Yeah, we, we call it nosiness because sometimes these questions are just too personal um, to come from people you don't really consider as intimate than how the degree of their questions come to you. <laughs> I think it's good to talk about, especially since in social media nowadays, it's being discussed more, like how these intrusive questions um, come off to people our age. Um, and it's, it's, it's just good to talk about. Yeah. It could be anything. These, these questions can range from what are you studying? And what are your plans after graduation? So there's see let's let's talk about that there's always these ch stages if you're if you're in high school then people will ask you over oh, which college are you going to what program are you going to and then when you're in college then they start asking you about oh how are you doing how are your grades doing yeah. are you sure about your major and then once you've graduated the, here comes the professional questions it's like which company did you go to all the these stereotypical questions come from these aunties and uncles <laughs> and then there are those who take it to another step and then they add the comparison into the picture um comparing you to their own children or comparing you to other people's children um yeah so it's like what are you studying you know my son's studying to be a doctor oh you're an arts major oh that's nice <laughs> what can you do with that <laughs> what do you do after graduating yeah and sometimes um as you mentioned it before um i think you termed it asian kindness sometimes these aunties and uncles really do just mean well um they kind of care for you they just want to they just want to make sure that you're in the right track but sometimes their questions come as more um, offensive than caring as how they in initially intended it to be. <laughs> Asian kindness, it's a real thing <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and yeah, they get offended if you do actually tell them you're offended. They're like, but I just want to know. I'm just doing this for you. But it's, it's a culture difference. And um, I think it's slightly getting better. Um, doesn't always, it doesn't happen with every single one, of course. I'm not saying it's a it's widespread, but um, huh. I think also there, you know, as time goes on, people, different people get older. So we'll be getting older and I really hope I don't become one of those aunties. <laughs> I actually saw a post, um, the, the post was talking about how our, our generation, like we're, we're the new aunties and uncles now at this rate. So it's our time to be the 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 opposite of the aunties and uncles who we know like we're not gonna be the aunties who ask these younger people like oh you look look you look fluffier than the last time i saw you <laughs> or <laughs> things like that <laughs> yeah words of encouragement we're gonna we're gonna have to yeah the new the new generation of aunties we're the new re generation <laughs> i'm gonna change this asian kindness <laughs> and it's it's interesting because um 
these stereotypical like stories that you only see on dramas or in commercial nowadays they they do actually happen and they're not only applicable to people in asia because there's also a population like us who like emily you still experience the same culture and me i'm not in the philippines anymore but being a filipino here there's still it still follows me it's part of the culture so it's i think it speaks to more than just people who are in asia asia so mm-hmm. definitely one thing definitely that does come up thankfully not so much my family but um a question of course that's very common is if you're single and you're getting older in an asian family you're always going to get this question about do you have a boyfriend you know are you going to get married when am i going to see kids and you know they really are invested in making sure you don't stay single um <laughs> what's your experience like for that Claire? I, I like how you turn it term it as i'm um, being invested <laughs> oh yes. for making sure that you're not like that niece that if i'm an auntie that niece is not going to be single forever like They're i'm gonna i'm gonna do everything yeah. <laughs> it is their project to make sure it is their life goal brag- you, you, their life goal and they're gonna brag about it I am the reason. <laughs> this this is interesting. Um, yeah, good that you brought it up. It's because it's also Valentine's Day weekend that we're releasing this podcast. So I think it's it's very timely. Um, uh, for me, I uh, so just so our listeners know, we are coming at our late thirty, uh, late twenties. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Well, it feels like we're coming up on our late 30s with our back pains, but that's another topic. <laughs> early. Oh, you're late. I'm yeah. early. 30. Late, late oh my 20, gosh. Early 30. I just turned 30. And Claire's like, <laughs> going older is, is a blessing. It means yeah. I get to live. I'm continuing right. living. So yeah, being in my late 20s, um, some aunties, uh, they, they, I think... It's the, the the Filipino background in them that, as you said, <laughs> it's their life goal to make sure that I don't stay single. <laughs> but yeah, I I I I feel fortunate that my parents aren't as intrusive and they they're not very pushy when in, in terms of getting a partner. But um, some some aunties are, and it's it's. It's an experience because I, because I, for me, if there's any people who are important to me, then those would be my parents. And if they don't care, then why would other less significant people care? So it's kind of surprising for me that some aunties would still recommend someone to fit that role in my life <laughs> as a partner. And so sometimes um, if I overthink it, sometimes it would sound a little bit insulting but again it brings back to the concept of them just caring and making sure that i won't be alone forever and finding a good man to be by my side it's just sometimes if i do overthink it then it's it comes off as more offensive than caring and so that's that's how i felt it doesn't come as often as some may have like some may have it worse um it's it's very rare for me but it still happens and for the first few times then I was uncomfortable but for the next ones I just 
try to think about my parents and how they're not caring. So why should I care about other people too? <laughs> I think it helps that we do live in Canada overseas and we are the majority of our family is not here with us. And so it's a, it's a lot harder for them to be all this invested in our lives when it's, you know, across the ocean. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Thankfully, as well, both my parents um, let me live my own life how I want to and don't, um, as long as I'm happy, mainly. Thankfully, they respect uh, my decisions as well. And majority of my family as well, though, my extended family also are quite, um, my immediate family don't really care so much. Like, they understand, like, this is your life, not it's not their lives i'm not their children um and whatnot and um i'm thankful that i don't have to have that burden and yeah the aunties and uncles they ask but you know what i just like deflect <laughs> and less it's less um i don't find it too intrusive i the the way of thinking though you, you i always i always remember it's what they grew up with right and it's their background what they grew up with and most people do you know everyone gets bonded everyone is a pair when they grow older and then for them family having a family and having you know being married and having children was their life goal which i completely respect and um and my you know times are changing a little bit and if that's not my life goal uh, i still respect that it's their decision if for them and yeah claire mentioned this about it's it's their way of showing kindness right for them they think it's lonely for you to not be to have mm -hmm. a family and i respect that and but thankfully i think i don't know if i can speak for claire i think i knowing claire claire and i we're both quite happy with our our lives right now being single and you know having just taking care of ourselves living our best life but i think we're not as lucky as some of you know maybe some of our uh, peers with larger families and those who might live or go to Asia often that might be a little you know more difficult um sometimes it can be quite intense with this uh trying to make sure you don't stay single and um those recommendations from relatives it's a it's a real thing being set up constantly with people right. you, you don't know you never heard of you've never seen you don't even get a profile it's not even like a, at least online dating you get some sort of a profile whether it's real or fake but um if so if a relative recommends you to a friend's son, you, you're just going to go not knowing. You're just going to show up for dinner like, who is this person? It's like the ultimate blind date. Like, so blind. <laughs> well, I feel, now that you've brought that up, I do feel fortunate in a way. Because these aunties and uncles, when they bring out um, candidates... <laughs> But they're not here, right? They're not here. But yeah, when when I, I do feel fortunate in a way because when they do recommend um, individuals to me, they they already sort of have a background, what the guy is like, what they're doing. But still, there's always ways to overthink about it. That's why I mentioned how sometimes it's insulting because I know I know myself worth too. But sometimes when you when you explain to these aunties and uncles how you view yourself and then how you compare to this candidate that they they call um, sometimes you see the differences as a way for one or the other to be a little bit um, more inferior or more superior than the other like sometimes I would have these 
um, aunties and uncles, they say, oh, this, this is a good guy because, oh, he finished an MBA or he has a PhD and you're just yada yada. And, and then that's where the feeling of being uh, offended comes in just yeah. because of these comparisons and how they bring up these people. But as you said, I feel very lucky because my parents, <laughs> they're very cool about this. And uh, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before that I feel lucky that I, that my family and I migrated to, to Vancouver because my values in life are very out there, especially when it comes to uh, family or definition of what being a woman is in the, the society. And so that's, it's, and it's very family centered. I'm not that kind of person, so it's 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 very different. That's why I'm lucky that I'm here in a more Western individualistic <laughs> lifestyle, and so I I agree. I'm just gonna say, yeah, grateful for my family for being not the. I'm not gonna say there's no such thing as a typical family, but yeah, I'm glad they don't have really Asian values and. And for those who do, they don't impose it on me. That's the thing I'm really grateful for. They don't impose it on me. As long as, if we, you know, I'm, you know, we know to be respectful. We're adults. As long as values aren't imposed on you, then I think that's fine. And we're, yeah, very grateful with, uh, with what I have. I think it's more on um, having respect for one another's priorities in life. And we feel fortunate that the closer the, the people who are closer to us around us, they they have the same respect for our values as we do for theirs. Yes, respect for each other is a big thing, and I think we all need to learn to have more respect. So after all this discussion with you know aunties and uncles and like intrusive questions and wanting to know about your personal life and things like that, do you have any sassy remarks? to say back to these aunties if you were able to give an uncensored response uh, without, you know, caring about, let's just say, removing respect and, you know, the whole, they're your elders and everything. If you could, what would be a sassy remark you would say back to an auntie? Hmm. Um, Every time I would go home to Manila, Philippines, (laughs) I think... There were times that we practiced this together, just so I can get some cheering up from you. I think there were a couple of remarks that we practiced, but I never got to bring them up because these aunties and uncles always have new questions, like more personal that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> During my past trip, just before COVID hit, um, we practiced, why don't you still have a boyfriend? When are you getting a boyfriend? Don't you want children? We all prepared for that. We prepared for those questions. And then here I come for a family gathering, like an acquaintance of my aunt. She surprised me with a question. Why don't you want to get married anymore? It's like, whoa, that was not part in my practice list. <laughs> but to get back to your question, what would my Cesare mark be? Uncensored, not thinking about how um, it would reflect on my parents' style of parenting. <laughs> What would I say? I would probably say... <laughs> I probably wouldn't say anything and just step out. <laughs> I'm, not, um, I'm not very creative with sassy remarks, but 
I feel as if just uh, walking out would be the sassiest response that I could give. Totally gets the point across. Oh, I like that. Walking out. Just walking out. Just just ignoring them. Like, as, as people say, the best way to... Like move on from a bully is just to ignore them. <laughs> Be being indifferent is the best response. <laughs> I love it. You know, you don't have to think. Don't waste words. Just get out of that conversation. That's also in real life too. Like it doesn't have to be a sassy remark. A lot of times, I mentioned deflecting, but yeah, in in a way, it's sort of a way to if you can twist your words to make it not just not answer the question if it's a question you don't want to answer you just rephrase it send a question back to the auntie you know how are, how's your health mention how pretty they've gotten oh, right know. return it with positivity i like that yeah mention that and then they'll like forget about all the things they want to know about your private life and um yeah fight them back with positivity yeah kill them with kindness <laughs> Speaking of the whole dating and relationship status, you know, now that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, dating has gotten even harder and non-existent. And so for the next episode, we're going to have a quick talk. It's been one year and seeing how we're doing, doing a quick check-in and how different strategies that we've been trying to do to uh, make it through. I think one good example of that would be um, we planned for this podcast a year ago, pre-pandemic, and then pandemic hit. And what happened after that? Like, how did we deal with this? <laughs> and it's already 2021. It's just our episode one. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you guys for checking in with us. We know we'll be improving as this is only episode one, but it was really nice to do this finally after so much talk about it. And more fun to come. Thank you for checking in.